The Lingus Mafia Podcast presents The Wrestlingus Show What do you hear, what do you say I'm Fausty Walnuts This week we are going to review AEW Dynamite This is going to be the whole show in its entirety On the Freebird feed We reviewed AEW Double or Nothing Exclusively on Patreon We actually did almost two hours I think it was an hour and 45 minutes if you'd like to hear that show and our all of our other shows, go to patreon.com slash lingusmafia. If you'd like to support us by buying a t-shirt, you can go to belowthecollar.com slash lingusmafia. My co-host today is showing off his Lingus Mafia head of the family t-shirt. That is longtime listener and support of the show from Louisiana. It is The Butcher. How y'all doing out there? There you go. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, Everybody who misses Cav, he will be back next week. I believe he will be boarding a plane sometime today, headed back to the mainland. All right, Butcher, did you catch the pay-per-view this weekend? Did you watch Double or Nothing? I watched it. I could barely stay awake because I'm so used to going to bed early through the end of it. I started dozing off a little bit, but... Overall, I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view. Good show, long show. Yes, that's for sure. All right, let's talk some Dynamite. Um, For the first time ever, they're in L.A. from the Kia Forum. It's still the Great Western Forum to me, damn it, home of uh, the Showtime Lakers from the 80s. I'm surprised that building actually still exists, but I think they they revamped it. I don't know what else they use it for since the Lakers moved over uh, to the Staples Center, but it's still there. All right, show kicks off first with CM Punk. He's got the belt, and right away he jumps in the crowd to celebrate with the fans, and I thought he was going to break his shin on the on the fucking guardrail, <laughs> the way he jumped over. But he's okay, and we're going to have a trios match. He's going to team with FTR, and they're going to go against Max Caster and the Ass Boys. Caster comes out with a rap. Very timely with his first line where he says, we're going to make you pay like Amber Heard, which Johnny Ka- Johnny uh, Johnny Depp won the lawsuit yesterday. She owes him like, what is it now they're saying? $10 million, I think. Originally he sued for 50 but he's still getting like $10 million out of her. I don't usually keep up with all the celebrity stuff, but okay. I will say Max, Max Caster is probably one of the few guys where when he comes on TV, I definitely have to turn it up and pay attention to what he's saying because of how entertaining he is. Yeah, he's he's so I'll give him his props. He's really good. As soon as I see there's you know, he's gonna come out and rap. I gotta listen to it. Uh it says punk looks like he lives under the four oh five, which is a freeway in LA. FTR is better than most, but gotta ride punk's coattails to get on the show. Bret Hart's trash boys, you gotta get beat by the acclaimed and the ass boys. And then one of the ass boys glabs the mic and says, Sacramento. Nope, wrong city. The other guy grabs it. San Diego. So I guess that's just going to be their gimmick going forward as the ass boys are going to say the wrong city before Bowens grabs the mic and says where exactly they are. That's their WWE sports entertainment spot for the show. 
and beat him over the head with it. Speaking of Bowens, uh, during the match, they go to picture-in-picture picture commercial break, and here we are, Anthony Bowens. He talks about being openly, openly gay for Pride Month. So there it is, Anthony Bowens. Show your rainbow. Let your rainbow flag fly. <laughs> Punk and the Ass Boys, they're not on the same page, and uh, <laughs> there's a couple botches. Like, Punk's trying to, like, slingshot himself into the ring and trips on the ropes. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, there was a few uh, miscues there. Ends up hitting the GTS. FTR hits the big rig for the win. Any thoughts on the match so far, Mr. Butcher? Not much on the match, but I will say that Punk is going to make a way better AEW champion than Hangman Page. I wasn't really into the title reign. Mm-hmm. I think they just kind of put the belt on him just to have it on him. It was probably a plan they wanted to go with when they first started. And Right. I mean, yeah, they had the him title. beat some names. He beat Omega, <laughs> Brian, and it was like, I don't know. There was just He didn't do anything to make me missing. want to him. Yeah. missing. Yeah. He didn't really want to get behind him. And FTR's got to be the best tag team in the world. I love their gear. I love their old school style. I love their song. Yeah. <laughs> it's so 80s. I like it. So after uh, the match, Punk grabs the mic. He goes, I've never done drugs before, but I imagine this is what it feels like. He says he's still making mistakes and he's learning, but uh, whether you think he's negative or positive, he's still the champ. And then Dax grabs the mic and he goes, you know those drugs Punk was talking about? Yeah, I've done them, and they do feel good. That was pretty good. Is this, I like that one. Not quite the anti-drug speech here. You know, I don't know what kind of message we're sending here. Do drugs, kids. The only thing he cares about more than professional wrestling is his wife and his kid. Because Dax has always got to talk about his wife and his kid. Punk says they have a forbidden door pay-per-view to sell, and he knows there's someone from New Japan in the back, so send him out. And out comes... Tanahashi and JR right away is like, hey, I remember that guy when I was calling matches with my good friend Josh Barnett. I was doing American commentary. And he says, uh, Tanahashi reminds him of a young Sting, and there's not many better that he's ever seen. And he's seen a lot of wrestlers. Tony just sits there next to him and nods because he probably has no idea who he is, much like me. I've heard the name Tanahashi, but I couldn't tell you a match i've seen um i thought two more guys were going to come out because i thought they were going to set up like a trios match but it looks like it's just going to be punk versus tanahashi at forbidden door i get that the uh pay-per-view is going to be new japan versus them but it kind of makes me wonder if you don't have enough tv time to put all the guys that you've already brought in on the show week to week Mm why i keep bringing in other companies people because yeah. how many people are, are they going to pick up from New Japan that isn't already watching AEW? Right. Well, they're, they're selling a pay-per-view, and they know everybody who's in AEW, like you said, is in a New Japan. And, um, yeah, they're going to sell out an arena, too. So, All right. Next, we have the big, big, big MJF promo. And I tried to take as much notes on this as i could because boy was it a doozy (laughs) that's the promo of the year probably top three to five all time i've ever seen this had a combination of like piper pillman there was some rick flair in there this was man all right i i had to like stop it and then rewind it and keep taking notes so let's see how well i can uh recap this 
So MGF is out. He says, Tony Khan has a lot of corporate execs in the back, and he wouldn't want to embarrass them. He says, Tony Khan's been trying to sit down with him to work out a contract for a long time, but it's too little too late. AEW started out as All Friends Wrestling. There's a Jim Cornette line right there. Everyone was given a free ticket while he was busy busting his ass trying to make a name for himself, and he gets no respect. He's accept- he's expected to hit grand slams every week, and he does that shit every week. He's held under a microscope because he's the only one capable of carrying the company on his back, and he, he notices there's some people cheering in the crowd, and he goes, well, that's interesting. Where were you this weekend when you were all calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? All the guys in the back want his spot and they can have it because he doesn't want to be here anymore. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks tweeting out your opinions like like they mean something. You don't know shit. (laughs) Fans didn't think I was a great wrestler. Why? Because I'm not trained. Because I'm trained unlike your favorites. I don't pretend to watch New Japan. I don't drop my opponents on their head. (laughs) I'm not reckless. I'm not chasing star ratings. I am the best because I make you feel. And unlike the boys in the back, I don't have to do a lot of bullshit to get you there. And the fans take me for granted. And you're not the only ones. It's Tony Khan too. He says he's uh, the second... In the company in minute for minute draw. And if you don't believe me, go ask Stat Boy Tony. But whatever you do, don't ask him to open up his wallet and pay the man who's been busting his ass since day one. He's got a hoard of money to pay the ex WWE guys he keeps bringing in, but none of them can lace his boots. The crowd erupts in cheers. And then he says, Hey, boss, would you treat me better if I was an ex WWE star? Here's the problem with you, boss. You have a position of power when you should be behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait till 2024. Tony, fire me, you fucking Mark. Fire me. Um, on my feed, it bleeped, but I saw on Twitter where it was actually uncensored, uncensored where he's yelling, you fucking Mark, <laughs> which Cav already said that'll be put on the uh, soundboard next week. So then his mic cuts off and we go to commercial. Your thoughts. <laughs> Well, first of all, I didn't know MJF before AEW started. Only mm-hmm. I heard about him a couple times on podcasts. So mm-hmm. the way everybody built him up as being so good, so young, I mm-hmm. was like, it would take a lot to impress me. And he's done nothing but just stepped up and knocked every fucking thing out of the park that they put in front of him. I mean, can you name a better heel or talker in the business right now than him at his age? Nope. And, or just period. And, I, and, and he stays in character that's the first when i first heard about him i think he was in mlw i didn't watch mlw but i've i had heard of his name right and i just heard that he's a dick and he would do signings and just be an asshole you know like i think that's the first thing i saw where he was doing a signing and a kid came up to him wearing like a john cena shirt or something and i don't know (laughs) i don't know if he flipped the kid off but like he made the kid cry because he was like just (laughs) being a bad guy and so he got a lot of heat because wrestling fans are like dude there's like a thing of being in character and then taking it too far but he stays in character and what i I tweeted this out last night like i'm waiting for all the dirt sheets to just admit that they were worked um i saw some people say that apparently Meltzer was in on this like he knew there was all the work with all the stuff going on over the weekend with um 
you know, they said, oh, MJF has a plane. He might leave. And apparently this was just to get the rumor and innuendo is they got a lot of buzz over the weekend. Whether MJF would show up or not is because Tony was worried about the pay-per-view going up against the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. But um, Sean Ross Sapp was completely out of the loop. He's just texting stuff. He's calling the airport. He's. He did like a live show, like on his Patreon, and during it, MGF like text him, you know, and like hook, line, sinker, you know what I mean? So playing him like a fiddle. Yeah, yeah. That's why for all my news, I go to Billy Body. There you go. You He's may just... not. He he has the the news. You may not like how he gives you the news and how he'll tell you he's always right, but <laughs> most of the time he's pretty much always right. You might have to hear about all the money he makes and the cars he drives, but the information <laughs> is 100% accurate. <laughs> that is true. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this? Uh, I'm calling it a monumental, one of the best promos. You know, it's up there with the that, pipe bomb for sure. Oh, yeah. it. De- I mean, it's definitely a work, but yeah. you got to believe that probably 75 to 80 percent of the shit he said he really feels mm-hmm. is the truth with the way he's getting paid to but everybody every, it's it's all the other shit that's built up to this where over the last couple months he's even dropped in the 2024 line you know where i'm a free agent i'm gonna leave you know stuff like that that's all little hints that built up to this promo where you got to make it look real, you know? I did I did want to ask one question. You know how back in the day Vince started playing the asshole boss role? Mm-hmm. Like to help Stone Cold get over? Is there any part of you that think Tony's doing the nerdy Mark boss? So it's going to be the, you think it'll be the opposite where Tony's going to have to start being on camera and he's going to play the good guy? I think he wants to be on camera. Have you seen his uh, post-pay-per-view? Yeah. Oh, he's terrible. I, he makes me nervous when he's talking, man. I'm it's like, very cringy. You know, I, I saw I see videos where he comes out before the shows and he tries to hype up the crowd and he's fucking going spastic. And I mean, just the the post pay-per-view scrum he did Sunday with Punk where they asked him about you know the whole Bischoff quote. And he just goes off. Oh, this fucking guy, he's been doing everything. We won the fucking Friday Night Wars, which I didn't realize there was a Friday Night War. Apparently there was. I mean, the shows only overlap like those one or two times, and yeah, I, I think know, that's the only time he was talking about. He's taking it as a dub, you know, for that time that uh, Punk wrestled um, Matt Seidel. <laughs> do you do you think there's any chance that they're trying to turn NJF face? Because how would they not think that promo wouldn't get him over, right? Especially with their crowd shooting yeah, like that. Yeah, but he's definitely he definitely dug into the whole. He knows he's going to piss off AEW fans by bringing up WWE stuff, right? Like saying, you know, bringing in the ex-WWE guys and I'm going to leave. And so, I don't know. He could be a tweener. I don't know. Like the anti-hero? Could be. I don't know. I'd like to see where it goes. I can't really see him being a good guy, like, right away. I wonder if he goes away now for a while. Like, I'm really interested to see what happens next, you know. Does Tony Khan announce that he's – MJF's been suspended for, you know, conduct or what happens next, you know? We'll see. Interesting. Um, you know, he's talking about ex-WWE guys in the next segment. We have two ex-WWE guys, and it's Miro. He's back, and he it's like a pre-tape in the back, and he's rambling 
about God again and that he's healed. And he wants to fight alongside the punks and the cowboys to redeem them. And then he's coming. He says, I don't want to go home. I want to take your home. I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what this was. And then he came out of the heel tunnel for what that, whatever that's worth. So I'm not sure. It says this is his first match since November 13th. And <laughs> this is funny. Shivani's like, oh, look at Miro. He's in phenomenal shape and he's so intimidating. And Jared's like, and he married well. <laughs> and then there's just any, silence. <laughs> any chance to be pervy, JR is going to take it. Yeah. So he's wrestling against Johnny Elite, who's one and one after picking up a big win against Mark Quinn on Dark. And I'm actually shocked because he had like a lackluster debut, but here he is and he challenged anybody from the locker room and it was Miro. So basically he was just here to put over Miro, which is fine. I guess don't put over any of the regular AEW guys, I suppose, because from what I read, old Johnny Nitro, Johnny Elite, John Hennigan, he's not actually signed. He's just like on a short term contract, so you don't have to worry about. I always really him liked him. More. Yeah, he's, WWE and he's Lucha one of those guys. But... He's he's good. He's just he's one of those good mid level guys. Ziggler. You know? Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah, Can't beat the Johnny top Mundo. Champ, but... <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Miro wins. You and... think Rusev's ever going to get a chance to be like? the main hill in AEW, like get the championship run or anything, or is he just a big I, I monster mean, he for could. their faces to squash? He has the potential. He's, he looks, I mean, he's in great shape. Like Shivani was saying, um, I'm hoping they keep his wife out of there. I don't need to see her on TV. <laughs> uh, Seen enough of that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, who knows? It's could, could come down to politics, you know, with, with, you know, the Omega and, the bucks running shit behind the scenes who knows like just real quick speaking of rusev do you mm -hmm. feel like aw doesn't do a good job with their monster heels it seems like they all get beat by their faces and they never oh get you mean like wins. uh like the murder hawk how they built Harper, him, and then he Brody just, lee before yep. he died mm -hmm. rusev now it's mm -hmm. like dude you gotta have you gotta have some believable big heel sooner right. or later right no i see what you're saying yeah well we'll see what happens with miro the jericho appreciators are out um, they're with without Garcia because he's got a match later. Uh, Jericho cuts off Judas right before the fans can see the chorus. What a heel! Cool Hand Ange says we dominated Anarchy in the arena. AEW Galaxy appreciate us. So there it was. We were Cav said hey, a few weeks ago he wanted Jericho to say appreciate me. So not quite the same. And I don't think Cool Hand Ange got quite the reaction i did see him wink right afterwards too like i mean we all know it's a nod to you know the acknowledge me but there it was uh daddy magic <laughs> he's got stitches all over his hairline because he was I, he was bleeding the fucking most from uh from the pay-per-view right away he's got like four different spots it looks like he's got stitches in his fucking hairline he's definitely the most entertaining <laughs> of all the guys in the group i'd say I love that he's from Canada, got a Chicago accent, and he's Italian. He's wearing the Italian uh, <laughs> red pepper for good luck, too, necklace. So that's great. He represents a little bit of everybody. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Jericho's shit-talking Kingston and Brian. Kingston and Regal come out. Kingston wants to fight all of them by himself. And he's like, all right, you know where I'll fight you? And he says, Regal, tell us where I want to fight him. And Regal just says, blood and guts. 
This I is was like, gonna say I was kind of disappointed that we can't hear Regal say "wall games" yeah, anymore. That's yeah. that's exactly what this was uh, playing off and when Regal used to say it, "war games." For anybody listening for the first time, I'd like to mention that Cavs been liking Eddie Kingston ever since his <laughs> Ring of Honor days. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Yep. So then Kingston goes down to the ring all by himself, like one on fucking four, and he gets beat down. But Ortiz gets in the ring and he hits Jericho from behind with the slapjack or they called it something else. I remember they used to call that a slapjack where it just looks like a fucking sock or something with fucking who knows what's in it. Probably more socks, but you know, they try to say it's got like coins or something in there. So he hits him. Then he cuts his hair. He cuts some of Jericho's hair and Jericho says, okay, we'll give you blood and guts, but I want Jericho versus Ortiz and a hair versus hair match. Did you see the ball spot for the pay-per-view that Jericho was repping I the whole time? I tweeted some out last night because right in the middle of the top of his head, I don't know what's going on, but it's fucking... Slap-ass empty. Woo. <laughs> yeah, somebody replied, like, that looks like Shawn Michaels out there. <laughs> yeah, Jericho needs to... See what Jericho you think this is like where he goes completely cut. bald? Can you see that? If he went with a fucking full buzz cut? I don't know if he could pull it off, man. Sean didn't look yeah, good with it. Yeah, because what do you do with those plugs he's got in the front, too? I don't know how that works. <laughs> could he not afford the rest of them? Can they only put know. so many in at one time? It looks like he just gets it done in the front, and then he combs the rest of his hair over the top to kind of cover that up. <laughs> uh, they show footage from Sunday. Samoa Joe's in the back. He gets attacked by Lethal Dutt and Satnam Singh, and they injure his shoulder. Joe was already kind of favoring his shoulders, and now it's injured even more i suppose adam cole comes out he's carrying the owen hart belt with he's out with red dragon um cole goes to commentary with red dragon is someone from new japan he's in the bullet club i guess because he's got a bullet club shirt um yeah and then they're bucks so it's red dragon the bucks and i guess this guy's name is hikuleo if I'm saying that right, I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. I'm going to call him Hukalau. I don't know. There I, you go. I had to look up who he is. I, he's the nephew of Haku. And he's a big dude. And he's not bad. Can move yeah, around Yeah, he had for fought a on AEW uh, a couple months ago, right? Isn't know. that the one that came over? Like Maybe. the seven-foot guy? I thought he had fought. Okay. <laughs> if he did, I don't remember. So they're taking out Matt Hardy without Jeff because he's still uh, nursing his injuries from the pay-per-view. Uh, so it's Matt Hardy, Darby, and Jurassic Express. Excalibur says, not only is this a homecoming for the Young Bucks, but it's also a homecoming from ju- for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. JR says, oh yeah, Jungle Boy, he, he, he makes L.A. his home? And Excalibur <laughs> says, the La Brea Tar Pits to be exact. <laughs> and JR's just like... JR just goes, sure. <laughs> the cowboy would say he's from the jungle and leave it at that. You can't keep breaking kayfabe. Damn. I don't know why I thought that was funny. <laughs> Fucking calling him out. <laughs> uh, the match is nuts. I don't even know how to like recap it because it's just TNA. I put down 10 man tag <laughs> to- slash spot fest. <laughs> yes. Total nonstop action. There was a goofy part. The one point Matt Hardy does a spot where he grabs his opponent, bangs him the top turnbuckle three times, then the middle one, and then the bottom one. <laughs> he does this to four of the guys. Then he tries to do it to Hukalau, 
and that guy's like, nah, I ain't having this fam. <laughs> and they fight. <laughs> uh, Bucks end up hitting the Meltzer driver on Jungle Boy, and the bad guys win. Anything else uh, to add? I don't think the Lucha Express should have the tag belts. They got so many more better tag teams than them. Yeah, that is and true. Speaking of Adam Cole, I tried to like him. I just, if he would have a better body, like Gargano <laughs> or Ciampa, he looks like a 12-year-old boy out there trying to, it's not believable. I can't believe they had him beat Samoa Joe. He's it's like, like skinny fat. Just he looks like a little bit, right? I don't know. Fucking take steroids, dude. Everybody else doesn't, <laughs> wrestling. It's your job to look good. I don't even know if he, he looks do that. Just getting, do some cardio, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Tone up. I'm not I mean, one to talk, but I don't get paid to be on TV. So, honestly, you don't think it'd be a lot better if he had Champa's body with the rest of his shtick? Yeah, yeah. Because Champa, because remember, Champa used to look, you know, yeah, and average, he, and then he said, "Fuck this! I'm hitting the gym." He put a gym in his house and fucking. And look who's still with WWE and who's you know. Yeah. Not. Well, well, would you rather be in WWE if you're Adam Cole, where they tell you to cut your head? cut your hair and be a manager or would you rather go wrestle in, in AEW with your friends? He pro- <laughs> If he'd have got on the juice, he probably wouldn't have had to cut his hair. Touche, touche. Swerve and Keith Lee are in the back with some dudes that are, I guess they're celebrities or moguls or something. I don't know who these guys were. Did you know who they were? Uh, no, not at all. All right, moving on. Tony Schiavone interviews Athena. She says she will break, break Jade Street. And then we hear, Tony, cut the shit. And Jade comes out to interrupt. She's with the baddies and her publicist, Stokely Hathaway. So there's no Mark Sterling with Jade here anymore. So maybe he's not going to be with them anymore going forward. We'll see. Jade says, no title match for you. You're new here. Like, why the fuck should you get a title match? The baddies get in Athena's face. Anna Jade comes out. Statlander comes out. We have a three-on-three face-off. And that's it. Anything you'd like to add there? I'm pretty cool that Athena slash Ember Moon's in AEW. I think it'll help raise up the women's division. She's pretty good. I always liked her in mm-hmm. NXT yep. and WWE. And uh, if who do you think is going to end up beating Jade Streak? Because they obviously are building her up. Yeah. Is there anybody? Right now? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just save it. In anybody case but Britt Baker. <laughs> you don't like... <laughs> I don't mind Brit, but she fucking wins everything, so I don't know. It'll probably just end up being some Japanese girl that oh. we've never heard of. <laughs> Maybe the one that sings karaoke. Wouldn't that be oh, great? No. No. What's her name? I don't remember. I'm not Our, gonna look uh, it up. Is it Riho? Riho? The one that weighs like nah, she 60 lost, pounds. We already got squashed by her, didn't she? <laughs> probably. I I couldn't. Wardlow shown coming in backstage. He's not cuffed anymore, but we're still getting the walk-up Goldberg style. No security. And he's got new music. I think this was new music. It sounded better than that old music, but it was still really whatever. He's wrestling Conrad Thompson in a squash match. (laughs) A couple power bombs, foot on chest. Shivani interviews him afterwards. Well, he tried to interview him, but here's Mark Sterling. He comes running out. He says he has a class action lawsuit on behalf of all the security Wardlow has beaten up over the last few weeks. And he sends some schmuck out there to serve him the papers. Wardlow takes the paper, rips him up, and ends up power bombing this uh, quote unquote security guy. What do you think about Wardlow? 
I think it's awesome the way they built them up. It was a little slow, mm-hmm. but uh, I also think it's good that they didn't let him just start doing interviews and talking because obviously he's not that good at it. So if they could find different ways like this to keep him off yeah. the mic and just have him destroy people. He's been like hit or miss. Or he's talked a couple times where he was fine. There was a few times you're like, oh, yeah, he's a little green there. But it, we just got to see what's next for him. How do they capitalize off of this? You know, he's so I hot right now. Say, How do you keep yeah. it going and who's going to be next for him? Don't, don't have him fight Sterling and all the jobbers. Oh, you got to keep pushing him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Scorpio Sky's in the back. He's cutting a promo on Dante because they have a match. Oh, excuse me. I am Dante. He's <laughs> wrestling him Friday on Rampage. And before Scorpio can snap his fingers to end the segment, Dante interrupts, says something. I don't know. Something about him bit being better than Scorpio Sky. Whatever. Speaking of guys that aren't real good talkers, Dante. I was going to ask you, with the uh, some of the AEW guys, does it kind of point out to you why WWE wants different people to be characters? Because between Dante Martin and is it Danny Garcia that's in Jericho's group, mm-hmm. all those smaller, like high-flying but good wrestler guys that mm-hmm. have no personality, mm-hmm. they all just kind of blend together for me to where I'm like, they don't stand out. Their name doesn't stand out. I get you. So they need something. Yeah. Garcia. Not everybody could be a – Yeah, Garcia – now that he's um, with Jericho, you know, and they gave him, you know, the Kangol hat, <laughs> at least it's something. Because when he was just with 2.0 before, I'm like, I had heard hype about this guy, too. And they coming in talking about how he's really, you know, this great Matt wrestler and everything. And I just see some small guy that's, you know, wearing leggings to cover his skinny, skinny legs. You know what I mean? Um yeah. We'll get to Darby. <laughs> uh, let's see. Britt Baker, she's out now. She's got the other Owen Hart belt, and she's wrestling. She's tagging with Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Ruby gets the clean pin on Britt Baker. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jamie Hayter grabs the belt, hits Ruby and Tony with them, and that was that. Nothing really much to add here. Okay. Yeah, I hope they don't start defending those belts, kind of like to do the FTW. They don't want to flood it with too many belts. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't have these Owen belts on TV for much longer. Let them have them for a little bit, I guess, just to you know remind everybody that they won the Owen Hart thing. But when you got those belts, the ROH belts out there, FTR sometimes having the AAA belts, it's it becomes too much. Um. I'm not going to lie, though. I am kind of waiting for them to do the uh, trios tag belts. I think that would be pretty cool because they have a lot of three-man groups. Yeah, you can tell they're headed that way, too. I guess that'll be the next tournament because we got to have another tournament. Probably probably be the Black, the Blackpool the Black Combat Club. <laughs> the Black Fellows. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> Main events, Danny Garcia versus John Moxley. Jericho and and Regal are on commentary, so now we have was this a five man? Five booth? people. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> five people is too many commentators. Uh, Regal had a funny line at the beginning. He goes, oh, "I wish you, I wish Jericho. I bet you wish you had as much hair as I do flowing through this <laughs> California breeze." <laughs> and Jericho's like, "Ah, I'm still surprised you're still alive." They show Vince Vaughn. 
He's ringside, and he's with uh, Stingray from Cobra Kai, but they don't mention that guy's name because he's not that big of a celebrity. But I was like, hey, it's Stingray. Uh, then they show Macaulay Culkin. He's in the crowd. And Regal got in a Home Alone joke, I suppose. Right away, Moxley's busted open. I was trying to figure out how and when he got busted open. And I'm I'm thinking it was like the headbutts. They were like headbutting each other like towards the beginning of the match. And I think Moxley might have had some stitches that just got got uh, reopened there. I think that's what happened. Uh, let's uh, see. At the beginning, mm-hmm. when he first started coming out to Wild Thing, yeah. I didn't really appreciate the song the first couple times. But the song's really it really grew on me. Until the pay per view when they played it for the entire oh, first and they half played of the it match, about five times until they finally cut it off. Yeah, I got still, a little, a little, little surprised they're using it because it's, eh, it's kind of corny to me, but I guess it's working. It reminds me of Major League, and oh, that's one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Yeah, so. same here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so Moxley's quickly a bloody mess, and then I don't know what this move is called, but it's it's not a power bomb. But Moxley lifts Garcia like he's going to give him a superplex, but then instead of flipping him backwards, he just kind of flips him forward like a powerbomb. And his fucking back lands on the ring steps that are turned sideways, and he doesn't hit, like, flat on the middle part of the surface. It's kind of more towards the edge. I'm like, Jesus I wrote Christ. that down. That was a nasty-looking bump. There's no way that felt terrible. Good. No way. Mm. Um, they're going back and forth. Reversals, counters. It's, it ends up being a pretty good match. Hey! pretty good match they're going back and forth uh they battle outside i i don't know if they were supposed to break the table but they just kind of fell over the table tony shivani gets word that they are now in overtime and i guess tony tony khan had tweeted out that they bought extra time because they wanted to make sure we got the fucking end of this match but it just ends up with jericho running to the ring he distracts moxley but garcia tries to roll him up Moxley counters, ends up choking him out. Meanwhile, Kingston runs to the ring. I don't know if you caught this. He almost went full Titus O'Neil and fell over. Did you did you notice that? Like he's running and it looked like he was stumbling, but he was able to get his balance. He ends up beating I didn't down, see that. Yeah, he ends up beating, I was taking a lot of notes. He ends up beating down Jericho. Moxley says, Kingston's hard to like, but sign him up for blood and guts. So we know it's at least Kingston. And Moxley versus uh, the Jericho Appreciators. I thought we were going to assume it was going to be um, uh, Ortiz and uh, what's the other guy? Why can't I think Santana. of it? Santana Ortiz and then uh, Brian, but maybe they're going to mix and match. I don't know. Because I don't know why else Moxley would grab the mic and say, sign me up. So in two weeks, we're going to have a special dynamite called Road Rager, and it'll be the hair versus hair match. The graphic said July 15th. That is wrong. It's June 15th. And then two weeks after that, we're going to have Blood and Guts. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good follow-up to the pay-per-view. Um, oh, yeah, I thought it was an awesome show. Uh, real quick, I thought those uh, those elbows that the Blackpool – Combat Club, dude, just look nasty every time. I like those. Mm-hmm. And William Regal showed us how to do commentary correctly. <laughs> and Jericho fucking yelled the entire time. Oh, yeah. kept cutting everybody off. That, the way he kept saying daddy over and over Ugh. again, I'm like, dude. Ugh. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. And not calling him Daniel Garcia, calling him Danny Garcia the whole time, too. I don't know why. Danny Garcia, that's that's the Rock Six wife. Come on. 
Yeah. And then when uh Kingston grabbed Jericho's head, I was like, all them plugs are about to come uh. out before Jericho was holding <laughs> on for dear life. Enjoy them while you got them till you get them cut off in two weeks. <laughs> so you think he's going to lose the hair? I think so. I mean, if Ortiz loses his hair, it's like, who cares, you know? <laughs> that dude's always got his hair. Eh, he used to do it out a little bit more, but I think the last few times we've seen him, it's been more like, tight and pulled back rolls. or whatever yeah. rose yeah 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 man is there anything else uh you want to add talking about aew in general or the show or the pay-per-view or whatever uh i have been a lifelong wwe fan but i do find with AEW, i look more forward to their shows because mm-hmm. i feel like there's more surprises and it's kind of like wcw from 96 to 98 to where just about anything could happen and it was mm-hmm. kind of a little more entertaining so i hope they kind of keep that going right and tony khan controls himself to where he doesn't fuck it up too much <laughs> just so don't hire should... russo and you'll be all right you should be okay so we could have two companies going yeah you know it's it's interesting too because they almost have similar things going on right where they're both on you know the turner networks and one of the things that was wcw's downfall was when turner got bought out by was it aol warner was that what it was? Yeah, Warner, Time Warner. Time Warner, yeah. right? And Warner just got bought out again by who the fuck did they just get bought out by? Somebody. And so, like, a lot of the people corporately that supported AEW like aren't with Turner anymore. So there was some like, you know, people trying to say, "Uh oh, this is what happened with WCW." You know, all the corporate support was gone and they went downhill, but. AEW keeps putting up the ratings. As long as they put up the ratings, you know, the company's still going to support them. I, I could even see them maybe going to a streaming network like they talked about before. Right. Yeah, the rumor is they would go to, like, HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. But yeah. I don't know. Do they fit in there? I don't know. They'll probably go somewhere. Um, Is it Paramount that bought them? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought still it was trying a, to get over this just a cough. <clears throat> A problem. I thought it was just a really good overall show, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with MJF and Wardlow. See yeah. if they could actually build some stars of their own instead of just mm-hmm. bringing in stars from somewhere else. Yeah, I was so. interested to see what was gonna happen next with Punk, but yeah, it looks like we're just gonna go to the uh, Forbidden Door. I, I do wonder feel if these like, are gonna be titles on the line. Is the title gonna be on the line against Tanahashi, or is just just gonna be all? I would like think a it's just gonna rights, be a match. You know? Yeah, kind of like Survivor Series does every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like AEW, I understand why they did it when they bring in all these big name guys and they have them fight the lower level guys thinking that it'll raise them. Mm-hmm. But I felt like all it's done is kind of drop the bigger name guys like your Daniel Bryant's and your CM Punk's from fighting every week against guys we don't know. I think it's time they start minutes, having yeah. they need to start having big names versus big names and maybe just try to bring up one or two guys mm-hmm. instead of try to bring everybody up at once. Yeah. You know, it's almost impossible. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So we'll see how everything goes going forward. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, thanks. Uh, If you miss Cav, like I said, he'll be back next week. If you want to get all our shows, once again, you can go to patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week.